The opinions expressed on this show are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily represent those of Funeral Radio's management or sponsors. Welcome to the Green Burial Radio Program, a show preparing your funeral home for the growing number of families wanting more eco-friendly funeral services. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your hosts, Joe Sehe and Sherry Wolf. Welcome to the Green Burial Radio Program. I am Sherry Wolf, and I'm here with uh, Joe Sehe. How are you, Sherry? Good, good. We're here uh, today to talk a little bit about body preservation uh, without embalming or refrigeration. So I thought Joe maybe would have you uh, give a little history about um, how we have come across this, certainly with the council and the different aspects that we have dealt with uh, funeral providers on uh, coming up with a solution. Yeah, this really is one of the thornier areas for, uh, I think, funeral directors to understand mainly because there's been so much misinformation about decomposition of of a body that occurs and how it can be slowed down with means other than embalming. And, you know, I think a lot of funeral directors don't realize that embalming is really prevalent in only about a half dozen countries in the world today. And um, for, for a long time before that, we had funerals without embalming. And of course, today we have other technologies that are being used that are less invasive and less toxic. And um, we want to see more uh, North American funeral directors explore these ideas and uh, wanted to talk about a few of those today. In fact, I saw one of them, Sherry, uh, in Australia, uh, gosh, it was last month at a natural death care center uh, sponsored uh, Day of the Dead, and it's a cooling board. I don't know if you've ever seen one live and in person. It's, I'd say it's about two and a half feet long and about a foot wide, and it's probably an inch thick, and it's, it's, it's a metal, stainless steel um, a piece of, of, of metal that is put underneath the torso, and it's hooked up to what looks like a little generator. And it cools the body, which is, you know, the main thing after you, you, you clean and deodorize the body. The, the big thing that you do to slow down decomposition is keeping the body temperature cool. Uh, very prevalent in Scandinavian countries, but almost uh, unheard of in North America. Um, and, and the unit here, I think, costs less than $1,000. And um, this natural death care center purchased it and then made it available to funeral providers and hospice uh, volunteers that wanted to use it for home funerals, but a very inexpensive way of, of getting refrigeration. Of course, it has to be, you know, has to stay there with one body, but really neat idea. So it covers the full length of the body? Just the torso. So it's, it's okay. only, actually... Uh, I said three feet. It might only be even two and a half feet. I mean, that's really okay. where decomposition right. is a problem. So it, it, it doesn't have to be very large. Right. In the same way that dry ice is used, this is just coming from, in this case, the backside versus typically uh, the front side with dry ice. That's right. And, and that's another thing that I think funeral directors who don't have refrigeration uh, certainly can use. Dry ice... Um, is a very effective way to slow down decomposition. And actually, 
a funeral director who had some experience in the meatpacking business helped us understand how it could be used and turn a, a casket almost into a refrigeration unit and helped us develop what we're calling the cooling blanket, which the council was making available to any funeral director who wants to order one. It's, uh, I think, less than $20, and it's made from cellulose, which is 100% non-toxic, plant-derived material that will pretty much degrade. Um, And it allows for smaller dry ice cartridges to go into it, and it, and it goes on top of the torso, so it's uh, very rarely, very hardly noticeable, I guess, and it can be used at the time of a viewing. It also can be placed on top of the torso because the condensation cools downward. A lot of people who use dry ice, because they get these big chunks, have to use it underneath the torso. It's not quite as effective. It's also a bit more prone to freezing the tissue when it's used at that length. The neat thing about the dry ice cooling blanket is that it takes pieces of dry ice that are no more than an inch thick, so it doesn't freeze. So you get a more natural appearance, and uh, you also don't have to worry about burning tissue, which has happened before as well. Sherry, you've actually used a dry ice cooling blanket and have had... I have. Yes, I have a few times. There's a few other things that are even uh, advantageous to it. One is it's a nice even distribution of the cooling in covering the torso. And the other thing is in uh, viewings that I have used it, many times the dry ice will be there um, when the family is there. But when there's actually the home funeral or home vigil, um, it's easily removed, just like you would any kind of covering. And then so for an hour or so, if the family want to remove it, it's very, very easy to do so. And then, of course, it's also very easy for the family themselves to replace, um, if you will, the dry ice that, as you and I have talked about quite a bit, is uh, nicely uh, shaped when they're cut into almost more like a brick. So and what f- a lot of people don't realize is that, that dry ice can be cut to any number of lengths. Some people can make chips, and you can actually put the chips in there, although you want to make sure you have gloves. But, but blocks uh, about, I guess maybe two inch, two inches by three or four inches by one inch thick put in the, uh, go in there very nicely, don't they? Right. It depends on the city that the funeral home or the, the funeral planner um, is in. If you're in a larger city, there's usually a uh, plant that's making the dry ice and they, were, they will cut it for you uh, quite readily. And they're used to doing that for whatever the application is, but they will cut them for you. Um, or like you said, if you're simply getting it from a grocery store or that kind of a cooler, then um, then the chips work well in something smaller. But it's nice that it still gives it an even distribution, whether it is cut or small pieces put into those pockets, it's evenly lays over the body and then it cools it really quite well. And again, as you mentioned, without the problem of worrying about the freezer burning. It's also a neat thing to have if, if there's a situation where a funeral director may hear that a family wants to keep the body at home for a, while, a, a little while and don't want to you know, have the body taken away or want to have a home vigil, they can give this to a family member and uh, instruct them on how to use it much more easily than, than you know, using dry ice. In fact, they can come over to the home and set it up pretty easily too, right? Right, and then let the family go ahead and, as we've mentioned, uh, replace 
uh, the dry ice as needed. I have used it in, in home vigils um, where people have kept their loved one at home from 12 hours uh, up to 72 hours. Um, I have also used it as a preservation of the body between viewings. So I have had a private viewing, let's say, uh, with a family one evening, and then the next day they may be having a public viewing. And instead of, um, if you will, uncasketing the body and, and put the body back in the refrigerator and back, we simply would use the dry ice um, there with the decedent until the next viewing. And that worked beautifully because there may be, again, at times that you need 12 to 18 hours in between. The third way that, um, that it has been used is when you have long-distance travel. So if you're going to have a hearse um, or a coach going, let's say, from the funeral home um, to the cemetery... And uh, as we know, many times with uh, families looking for natural burial grounds, they're going a further distance than they may be going to just a local cemetery. So with that, dry ice works very well um, in a vehicle with just uh, a little bit of uh, airflow. And then that also preserves the body if, uh, if there's a long drive. So it works in really quite a few different ways. And once someone is comfortable with it and handling it, um, it it's just a, it's a fabulous device. So then the other thing, Joe, I thought maybe we would talk a little about is uh, the use of dry ice. And for those that haven't um, handled it or purchased it or tried to actually keep the dry ice cold to preserve it, um, a couple of notes on that. Okay. I think, I think there's some misconceptions uh, out there about dry ice. First of all, I had a funeral director that was very concerned about the toxicity, you know, uh, of it, or not the toxicity, but the fact that it's off, off gassing. And it's true if you were in an environment that was completely uh, uh, sealed, that there, there, there could be an issue with dry ice if it was at such a large level. But at the small levels of dry ice, there's no liability for employees or family members who use this. It's just not off gassing that much. Um, the other thing is, if you think about it, dry ice is it's going to cool down if it's if it's broken into smaller parts. So that's why the chips give you the coolest uh, temperature, but they also evaporate the the most quickly. Correct. So you want to find sort of a happy balance, and um, you also want to find a way to use dry ice to to do what it needs to do. And there are some situations. Where, for example, if a family, I know in home funerals, they used to recommend 10 pounds of dry ice per day, and people would actually buy the dry ice in advance, and they would keep it in, in a uh, container. And by the way, it always needs to go into a cooler. It will actually destroy a freezer. Yes. Um, and that needs to be told to whoever's using it. But the dry ice itself... Um, that might be a, a good remedy in a situation where people, uh, you know, want to get the body cooled and don't want to be bothered. But if you have the opportunity to change it, you don't really want to freeze the decedent, especially if there's going to be a viewing. I've heard stories where people have they've gone overboard and have had to wait for the body to thaw a bit. It really needs to be used very judiciously. I've found and um, that's why, again, uh, uh, something that, that helps measure it out, like the cooling blanket, makes sure that it, 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 it's not needed, uh, it's not used or overused. 
Right. Yes, I think you had a couple of very good points. One is just the torso of the body needs it. If there was a reason, for example, had there been um, an autopsy, um, it's possible if a family felt more comfortable um, or the funeral provider that is helping them to put a very small piece up in the maybe the back uh, behind the head would be fine. But you're right. Typically, people end up using more than they need versus using less than they need. So I think that's a, a very good point. And uh, the other things on the, um, if you will, the preservation of the, of the dry ice itself, um, I have used it many times where um, I have uh, been there with the family. We set the blanket um, on the decedent, and then they would change that dry ice, uh, depending on the temperature of the room and the airflow, probably every 12 to 24 hours. And I had then the remaining dry ice, um, as you mentioned, just simply um, in an ice chest, uh, in the shade, and um, probably just for safety purposes, I would go ahead and have them put it, let's say, outside um, the door, but it probably would have absolutely been fine. Um, I have had people keep the dry ice inside. I have had, as I mentioned, people having dry ice uh, in a vehicle. And um, as you mentioned, just a little bit of ventilation is more than enough. So now, these are all I, I know there are people that also advocate the use of gel packs, but you're not going to get the same results. Um, dry ice is, is going to last longer and it's just, it's going to be easier to use. However, it's, there are situations uh, where gel packs uh, are going to make sense, uh, and they're used, I think, when when there's uh, when bodies are shipped uh, by plane. Correct. Um, yes. And but but it it is pretty available. And again, even for funeral homes that have refrigeration, uh, they can really also take advantage of dry ice and should be familiar with it, especially for families who are requesting home vigils and want some help with with. Uh, with body preservation. Right. Yes, it's an excellent solution. It's, it's an easy solution, and it's certainly one that said that even families can um, they can then replace themselves. So, and I think with that, really, if anybody um, does have any questions um, about not just the use of dry ice, but certainly um, how something like the cooling blanket works, um, they can always contact the council too for any specific questions. Anything that seems unique. Well, I guess that wraps things up here today, talking about dry ice and the, the cooling blanket thanks for listening and we'll be back again with another podcast here soon sounds good